Every enduring relationship is founded on trust. Trust means that I do what I say I'm going to do and that I've made it very clear what it means for us to have a relationship, to be in relationship, which means I'm clear on what the expectations are. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And today we're going to dig into a conversation about one of our favorite subjects and hopefully yours, retention. You know that, you know, we say that you don't get what you want, you get what you measure, and you also get what you tolerate. And what we want to dig into today is the relationship between the doctor and the patient, how important that relationship is with your retention, how it, how it is broken down into a very, very specific set of three priorities. And we're going to get into those today. Retention is such an important subject matter. And I know that for many of you right now, wherever you find yourself practicing in the world, with everything that's been going on crazy in the world right now, we've all been tested this year in retention. This is 2020. And we have been through the storm of the coronavirus and corona crisis, the pandemic, everything that's gone on there. We've all of us had our practices tested. Our patients have been tested for their resiliency, for their truly understanding of chiropractic. And we have all had to journey through seeing how well have we truly educated our people? How much do people really understand chiropractic? And I think as we reflect back on this year, as we've been through all of the different nuances of the world that's been reshaped right underneath our watch right here with schools changing the way they do school, with work changing how people work, with this the world changing and how they even think about viruses and things like that, we have been very exposed as a human race and chiropractors have been very exposed as well. So this is a season that I believe that a discussion about retention is absolutely paramount. It's critical because as Dr. Franson, you've said many times, you know, we've been through the, the Pearl Harbor moment, but we're still in the, the winter season. And there's still going to be more storms that we're going to face. So specifically in regards to retention, there's never been a more important time to really dig into understanding what does it take to create remarkable retention. And the good news is this, is the things that you did to create remarkable retention before the storm are the same things that create retention when you're in the storm and afterwards. And so we're going to dig into best practices and what it looks like to create truly a successful and truly remarkable retention practice. Amen, brother. I love that. I love where you started. You don't get what you want, you get what you tolerate. What that would mean was that to be a great leader, you would have had to have set up expectations and agreements with somebody from the very beginning, right? So if we're going to hold people accountable to recommendations, we have to make sure that we secure really strong, really clear expectations and agreements from the get-go. So here's the truth, guys. So People will only do what they want to do, right? So we know this as adults. People will only sustainably and regularly do the things that they want to do, right? So we've got to create a certain level of wanting with our patients. We know that they want results, right? They want outcomes, right? So we have to just frame everything that we tell them, everything that we teach them, the recommendations that we lay out in front of them is this is how you get what you want. Right. So this is just an important part of leadership is setting up expectations and agreements that say, listen, I've heard you. I understand you. 
I understand what's brought you here, what you think your problem is. You've, you, you know, you've explained to me exactly whatever your, if there's a chief complaint or some health crisis or some condition that they're trying to get rid of, right? So I've heard you, I've heard how it's screwing up your life. Your health has gone sideways and this is how it's negatively impacted your life. I, I understand that. I've heard you. Okay. And then I've also heard, this is what you're trying to accomplish. You know, patients show up in your office and they typically have, you know, three types of goals. They have an immediate goal, which very often means I'm trying to get rid of something that I don't want, some type of symptom or crisis or condition. Then it's a short-term goal, which is I want to get back to something that I have to do, like whether that's, you know, chase my kids around and babysit or I have to keep an eye on uh, my farm, or I work at a machine shop, or you know, there's, there's things that I have to do to provide for my family, et cetera. Uh, and then there's the third type of goal, which is more of a long-term achievement-oriented goal, which is, man, you know what? Ultimately, I'd love to be able to get back to this. So short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals I want to get rid of something. I want to get back to something I have to do. And I've got to get back to something that I'd love to do, right? So we frame out our recommendations for care based on their issue. In other words, the problem, their life effect and their goal, what they're trying to accomplish, right? So we lay out recommendations and we say, this is what you need to do to get what you want. That's setting expectations and agreements. When they've made that commitment, what we can do is then hold them accountable to doing those things. And that's called leadership, right? So people hire us for our expertise, but they pay us for accountability. Now, so many chiropractors struggle with this, right? So struggle with the accountability piece, mainly because most chiros are attached to being liked. I know I struggled with this so much. I struggled so bad in the beginning of my career. I just wanted everybody to like me. And what I realized was that was a terrible place to lead from. And my attachment needed to be moved from them liking me to them trusting me. And what I knew, Dr. Pete, was when people trusted me, they did what I told them to do. Okay. If they did what I told them to do, then they got the results that they wanted. Then they loved me. Right. So this three-legged stool conversation is really the three-legged stool of results that really created a framework for all of that, for all of this is what you need to do to get what you want. And that three-legged stool, we have an image here that we're going to share with you guys. If you're watching this on YouTube, we'll put this image up so you can watch it and you can see it here. But it's a classic Venn diagram. And the Venn diagram is the three overlapping spheres, right? There's three spheres or three domains that overlap. And what you'll see is there's a nexus in the middle or a space in the middle where those three circles overlap. And that's, there's a big R in the middle of that. And that's where the results live. So there's three things that overlap. And when these three things are done together and they're done over time consistently, this is what predictably drives the best outcomes, right? So those three spheres are number one, chiropractic adjustments delivered in rhythm. Number two, it's the breaking of the bad habits that either caused your problem in the first place or is causing your problem to reoccur, right? Or is it number th- or number three, the th- third domain, which is the specific chiropractic exercises that we want them to do, the specific exercises, the rehabilitation exercises that will strengthen their spine so that they'll hold their adjustments longer. So it's adjustments in rhythm, breaking your bad habits, and doing your specific exercises that we give them. Dr. Pete, when patients do those three things concurrently, they do them together, they do them over time consistently, that's where results live. It's amazing. It's such a beautiful infographic. So I'm just going to go ahead and and let you all know, I'm actually looking at it here right now while we're recording this. You need to have this. Every office should have this in their adjusting areas, their adjustatorium, your adjusting bays. You should have it in your examination rooms, your report rooms you know, have this infographic. So please d- download this, uh, take take this as a gift from us. 
And again, it's, it's a, a tremendous tool. And I can only imagine if I had one of these kind of tools sitting on my walls and on my adjusting rooms for all my associates, for myself, and we could continue to point back. I'm a big point to the wall guy. So a lot of times when I'm adjusting and I'm like, I don't say much, people be like, I'll just go like this. I'll motion to a patient, stand up. And I'll just walk right over to the wall and I'll point to something on a chart of some sort. It could be a nervous system chart. It could be an anatomy chart. It could be a, a chart with some facts about you know, the body or a question. And I do that a lot. And so this is another one of those amazing tools that, again, you just, you just you know, have the patient go ahead and stand up. Let's go over here. And if they're struggling with maybe getting results or you know, maybe they've missed an appointment or they've been historically you know, not compliant over the last you know, several weeks, it's just a, hey, we're having an adult conversation here. I'm going to ask you about your commitment that you made to yourself for your health and your desire to get the results that you want. So I want to make sure that we're still on the same page. These are the agreements that we've made. And so I love that, you know, how you talked about the beginning, because, you know, if you want to fix how relationships are ending, go back to the beginning of the relationship. If you want to fix how relationships are ending, which means people are quitting, dropping out of care, disappearing, and you're like, I don't know what's going on. There's side doors and back doors and things are wide open. And, and also, by the way, when the people are actively still under care, they're just doing whatever they want. If you want to fix that issue, go back to the beginning. And the beginning is the expectations and the agreements that we set at the beginning of any, any relationship. Every enduring relationship is founded on trust. Trust means that I do what I say I'm going to do and that I've made it very clear what it means for us to have a relationship, to be in relationship, which means I'm clear on what the expectations are and I'm clear on what we're agreeing to. And so we talk about this in our, our true conversion process in the remarkable practice. Well, this is a discussion that talks about how tension really begins at conversion is what we're saying here. And so as you're making agreements with your patients before they even start under care, they are agreeing to these things to make their adjustments in rhythm. They're agreeing to identify that they have some habits in their life that are causing their issue and they're going to go after those. They're, they're committing to addressing those in their life. And they're also saying yes to the exercises that you're recommending for them to do because those are the ways that they're going to get the results that they want. Remember, this is about what you want. So it's not about you. That's the whole thing with retention. The beautiful thing about retention, if, if you're going to run a practice, depending on whatever volume you are. But I know for myself, you, Dr. Franson, I mean, talking hundreds of people every single day. The only way it's possible to do that lift is if people are taking responsibility for themselves. That's the only way. They have to take responsibility for their own health. And I told my team that, listen, the pe people that come in our office, they are responsible for their journey. We are accountable to help lead them and we're here to support them, but they're taking responsibility. And that's the only way this is possible. So we always go back to their results that you want, the commitments you've made, and the agreements that you've made, and the expectations that we've set and you've agreed to. We always go back to them. It's always back to them. So retention's all about me taking responsibility for myself. And here's what happens with patients all the time. You're right, doc. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, I forgot. Or, you know, and, and, and again, if we set it up right from the beginning, and we continue to not allow make compromises, right? Tolerate. Then we create a, such an amazing, remarkable, peaceful, energetic practice. It's just a wonderful experience to have. Okay. Let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo matchmakers. Cairo matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. 
If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, and why is this a CEO conversation, gang? So, you know, there's a, there's a couple of big moving parts here at play, right? So number one, it's a business model. Retention as a business model. So if that's going to be your business model, in other words, creating ideal patients and collecting ideal patients is a business model right? Relative to like the, we're a marketing model where we attract a bunch of new business and we convert and we turn and burn, right? There's so much of that going on in our profession. I, and I'll suggest we can do better, right? So not going to judge you as to your philosophy or what have you or project mine on yours. But ultimately, I think we all know that we do our best work over time, right? So it's the ultimate win, win, win. It's the best win for the patient. That's where the best clinical outcomes live. It's the win for the practice, right? So as you collect create and collect ideal patients, the, all metrics go up, right? And fulfillment for you and your team. We all know it, that you know, it, there's nothing better than when a person embraces our paradigm, adopts our philosophy, changes their lifestyle, and just employs the strategies, including regular chiropractic care into their lives. I mean, they get better health outcomes. They raise their families. We change culture, right? So number one, it's a business model, right? So if this is going to be your business model, guess what? The three-legged stool becomes part of SOP. This is standard operating procedure. You've got to make sure that everything in your practice, the way your practice runs, process, procedure, scripting, et cetera, office policies, et cetera, all of that is set up as a reflection of the three-legged stool. If this is the key to driving the outcomes that they want, your practice better be a reflection of this three-legged stool, right? So you've got to be able to equip your doctors, your associate doctors, they, give, they need to have a fluency in this, right? So they have to understand that from the very beginning, your DCs and your CAs have to know how to set up expectations and agreements from the beginning, right? To make sure that they understand that there's three legs of the stool of success, right? It's adjustments and rhythm, right? So how do you protect that? Well, you give them care plans that are very specific, right? Very clear, objective care plans, right? So you lay those out and you map people out, like you schedule them out. Like that's an SOP. You, if somebody says I'm committed to 36 visits over the next four months, whatever it is, put it on the book, right? Schedule it out. That's an example of setting up policies and protocols that protect the principal, right? So then there's breaking bad habits. All right. So do you have an education program set up where you're teaching people the things that cause their subluxation in the first place? Where does that happen in your process? Where does that happen in your practice? Are you equipping your team to be able to do that? Are you providing that information to your patients? And then about how about bad, excuse me, exercises? Where is that happening? Do you have the space to do that? Do you have the resource to send them to? Is it built into your process procedure, et cetera? This is a CEO conversation. You need to design your practice so that it's a reflection of this three-legged stool of results. You've got to make sure that everybody in your team is equipped so that they have a fluency, they know how to explain it, and they know how to come alongside people and help them get what they want, which is better health outcomes. Yeah, this is such a, a critical conversation. And when I think about it, it is a model. As you'll see in the infographic, when you, when you download it, you'll see it's a model. It is a model and it is a model. It's a business model, like you said. It's a model for your business. And if you can actually deploy this and you can execute this, you and your team, again, CEOs create, bring a model in 
and your team is able to execute that model. Your your COO is able to help run that system, that process, that business model. It's a model. And so with that, I was, you know, we, we are in the month of, you know, October's coming up here in, in the next few weeks, and we are going to be gathering virtually for our retention immersion. I know many of you have asked us about, hey, how can we continue to plug into this tribe beyond maybe even just listening to this podcast? Is there other ways to engage? And the great news is, is there is. So we have our virtual retention immersion that's actually coming up here in October, October 23rd and 24th, 2020. So the virtual retention immersion could be a really great uh, opportunity for you and your team to come together and train with us on retention. We're actually going to be drilling down into several components of retention. We know there's a lot to cover in the the domain of retention, but specifically, we're going to come together as chiropractors with our teams in October on the 23rd and the 24th, and we're going to train on retention, creating more remarkable retention. So, so that we finish this year right. We finish this year strong with strong retention in Q4. We want to make sure that as we come through towards the end of this year, so why does a CEO do that? So why do, do I as a CEO, for example, you know, continue to train with my team? Why do I continue to bring them to events? Well, because a CEO uses what we call leverage. So you use leverage, meaning you leverage training to equip and empower your team. Well, it's the same that you're, we're talking about with this three-legged stool. How do you create retention in your practice? Well, you leverage patient education. You leverage the adjustments on a schedule, mapping them out and holding them accountable. You leverage exercises and exercise programs that support the results. So a CEO thinks about this. They think about it for their patient, for how do you create leverage so that the patients are getting the results that they want. And that's, that's one of the ways you do it is you train, right? So you train on this. So this is something that, and doc, you said this, that if you're going to put this as a CEO into your practice, your associate doctors, they need to be training on this. Your CAs need to be training on this and be fluent in communicating about the three legs of the stool and helping patients understand because patients will come in and they're going to, if they're not getting results or they're missing, we have to be fluent in going right back to the expectations that we set, the agreements that we made and the path to success. And the path is these three very specific actions. One is you're doing your adjustments in rhythm as recommended, right? Number two is you're committing to breaking your bad habits. That's what you're doing outside of our office and you take responsibility for that. And we are educating you on how to do that. So we don't leave you alone and try to figure it out for yourself. We will guide you through exactly what that means. And then third, the exercises, the exercises that you do to support the transformation of your spine, to support the healing of your spine, to support the investment that you're making in your adjustments, your family's adjustments, and all these other lifestyle changes that you're making. And when you bring all those three together, that's how you get results. So the patients take ownership over that. Your associate doctors, the CAs, everyone on your team should be fluent in this. And that's why this is a model. It's a model for how to run a remarkable business and have remarkable retention. And like you said, retention is the best business model. Yeah, it takes one of the hardest parts of practice and makes it easier. Doesn't make it easy, just it makes it easier, right? So because it's so simple, 
And one of the hardest parts of practice is actually holding people accountable to doing what they need to do to get the results that they're paying you for. Okay. And it makes it easier for your team, your CAs to get behind because it's very simple. Here's the recipe. You got to follow it to get the results, right? So we can create guardrails, policies, protocols around this. But as long as we understand, like it's these three things have to happen simultaneously and it makes it so clear for your associates and for your CAs to step into the gap for the patients and lean into something very specific. So, you know, we enjoyed a PVA, a patient visit average of over 300 for more than 15 years. That means that the average person that came and started care in our practice stayed for over 300 visits, right? So, and we enjoyed that for over 15 years. Think about that the average person stayed more than 300 visits. We were doing something right, okay, when it came to patient education. I'll tell you, it was our commitment to helping them go from believers that believed we were going to help them to understanders, to people that could understand how we were going to help them. Because you don't have to believe in chiropractic. You can understand chiropractic. And we would equip them. We would give them back hope. And we would give them back personal responsibility for their results. We knew that we weren't doing it for them. We were doing it with them. Chiropractic is a done with you program, not a done for you program. They have to partner with you on this and we're happy to come alongside them. They're the hero on the journey docs. We are the Sherpa on the journey. The three-legged stool is the structure that will create simplicity in them actually complying and doing the things that they need to do to get the results that they want. Once they understand the adjustments and rhythm, man, that means that I'm going to tell you exactly how often you need to be checked and when you need to be checked. That's my job. Your job is to show up in rhythm, right? So you work with me, not against me, right? So I want to make sure that we are following the recommended recommended care plan and don't miss or change your appointments. That's number one. Number two, break your bad habits. Make sure that you understand these are the habits that you're doing that are causing your subluxation in the first place, or these are the things you're doing between adjustments that are working against us, right? So you got to work with me, not against me. Break these bad habits. I will teach you what those bad habits are, but you, patient, you have to break the bad habits, right? And then there's the exercises. These are the exercises that you'll need to do, the rehabilitation type exercises that you'll need to do to make sure that you're strengthening your spine so that you'll hold your adjustments better and get the best possible results, right? So adjustments and rhythm, break your bad habits, add the exercises. When those three things are done all concurrently, consistently over time, that's where the R is, right? That's where the results live, right? It's their results and our results, right? So it's the clinical outcomes for the patient. That's the results that they're concerned about. And for you, what you'll see is greater retention, you'll see greater referrals, and you'll see an uptick in revenue. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.